0: Welcome to You Might Relate, a podcast where we take relationships and mental health to the next level. I am Stacey Heaps, a licensed clinical social worker, and I have been practicing therapy for the last 15 years. There are counseling concepts and stories that I am excited to share. When we know better, we do better. Together, let's get to a place of radical acceptance of where we are while improving relationships and tackling life's transitions, one therapy concept, and one story at a time. So let's get started to see if you relate. Hi, and welcome to You Might Relate. This is Stacey Heaps, and today is a little bit of a piggyback topic on last solo episode. We talked about how to say no last solo episode and today we're going to talk about the word can't. In fact, there was a time when I would tell my kids that it is against the rules in our house to say the word can't because I might ask them, hey, can you make your bed? I can't, can't, or hey, let's try to run this little fun run. I can't, you know, and I just said that is worse than a swear word to me. And swear words are four-letter words. And so I started calling it the four-letter word and I really gave them a hard time when they would say the word can't. C-A-N apostrophe T. This is a powerful word, but most of the time the word can't is a lie. Hear me out. If I am driving down the street with my little toddler in the back, and he said, this is a real story that happened 12 years ago. Hey, I, mom, mom, I need you to tie my shoe. And I'm driving on the freeway and he wants me to turn around and tie his shoe because it bugs him that it's not tight. I physically can turn around and tie the shoe. I can let go of the steering wheel turn my seat around and tie a shoe. I physically can do that. However, the consequence might be that we all die because we would crash. So a lot of times in that situation we say, I can't, I can't tie your shoe right now. Or your friends invite you and the kids to go swimming and you say, oh, I'm so sorry, I can't. I'm working or I'm doing something else. Or your parents invite you over for some pie and ice cream and game night. And you say, oh, I can't because I need to get up early in the morning. Or or maybe you just say, I can't. You physically can. You, you would, There would just be a consequence if you did. So what you're really saying is, I prefer, my preferred choice is to do this other activity and not to come over for pie, or I prefer to stay alive and not tie your shoe. I prefer to get money so I can go swimming another day. In fact, tonight I was invited to go and play some games and I actually really wanted to go, but I also have this promise to myself to put out an episode every Friday. And I didn't have any episodes left to use, so it was either go party and play games and stay up late and not put out an episode or put an episode. And neither of them is wrong and neither of them is necessarily right. It's just a preference. I am trying on this thing. When I say something, I want to be able to trust myself that I'll do it. And so I have said to myself. I want to put one out every Friday. And so I'm just trying to be true to myself. And so that is why I prefer at this point to do this instead of be playing games. However, I really probably would prefer to play games because I am a good gamer and I love games. So when we say the word can't, it really is lying. What we're really saying is I don't want to, or I prefer this other activity, or I feel obligated with this other activity. And so, you know, in therapy, we try to help someone become their highest version of their self and be, you know, authentic and be themselves. I think when we don't say no, like the last solo episode, then, and we're people pleasing then we're not being authentic to ourselves and our needs and people can walk all over us also when we use the word can't it just diminishes your message a little bit i get that it's just it can be just semantics and people kind of get what you mean if your friends invite you over for something and you say oh but my parents are coming sorry and and you say i can't because maybe someone else would say oh, I totally will come to that because my parents are coming. What would be maybe a more honest way to say that is I could, but, you know, I really do want to spend time with my parents and they're going to be in town right now. So doesn't that sound better than I can't, my parents are in town. I just think, especially for women, that we can be stronger and be a higher version of ourselves when we use our words correctly. You know, or even if it's something that we'd like to do, go back to that swimming idea. Hey, can you, do you want to come swimming with the kids? I would love to. It's not going to work for us this time. So that's just an idea I thought around the holidays, just try it. First of all, notice how often you use the word can't. Count how many times a day You use it to yourself or others. I mean, you hear it now, people will see something ridiculous and they'll say, I just can't, I can't, I can't, I just can't. You know what I mean? And it's funny. But if you want to try not saying can't, I give you that challenge. And instead, use your words. Think about your words just a little more carefully it's not going to work for me this time. I'd love to make sure you ask me next time. I would prefer to do that, but I made a promise to myself to do this other thing. There you go. That's what I literally had to say today. So yeah, when we say can't, we often limit ourselves and create self-imposed boundaries. So it can be, it can work the other way too. A lot of times we say can't as in, oh, I can't go back to school. I have all these kids. I can't run a marathon. There's no way. So that's a different way that we use can't. And I challenge you to not even use it for that. Again, it would be like, well, I prefer not to train for the marathon or I prefer to be with my kids and not go to school, which is totally legitimate. It's a legitimate choice. So don't diminish your choice by saying you can't do something. Just right now, it is important for my, in fact, oh my gosh, someone really special to me went to school for this whole semester and I was asking her, I'm like, hey, how's school going? And she's like, it has rocked my world. It has been really hard. And so I actually think I'm going to take a break until my kids are a little older. So she didn't say she couldn't do it. She totally could do it, but she could see that it took a toll on her, that she didn't want to have that toll on taken on her. And so she's going to take a little break and do it when it's a better time. And that is such a legitimate, I mean, anything is legitimate, but I'm just saying she didn't diminish herself by saying that she couldn't. She's le- she's making a choice. But a lot of times when we say we can't just like those examples of, you know, the kids, or I can't do that. I can't do this. Adults do that too. And where do our kids learn it from? So oftentimes many things we claim we can't do are often things we just haven't tried or haven't put the effort to achieve it. And sometimes if we just go for it and then we decide that, oh, I went for it, but it's not really something I want to do, then you don't have to say, I, can't, I couldn't do it. I just, I'm not cut out for it. I can't do it. You can just say, I'm making a choice not to do that. The word can't can be particularly detrimental when we say I can't find time to exercise or I can't exercise because I have this element. I can't eat healthier. We are placing limitations on our ability to prioritize self-care instead of reframing those statements to say I choose not to prioritize exercise." or I choose not to prioritize healthier eating. And when we do that, it's amazing how just that little change in words can help us be who we really want to be because we're using the correct words. And I guess i am you'll see me harp on here a lot about words because I just think their words are just thoughts said out loud. And our thoughts control our emotions, which control our actions, which control our outcome in our life. And so it's really important that we don't have negative self-talk. And I would say using the word can't almost 99.9% of the time, because I can't, I'm sure there's an exception, but oh, I know, here's the exception. This is kind of a funny one. So there might be someone that the piano teacher says, hey, can you play an octave on the piano with your thumb and your pinky finger? And the person says, well, I almost can reach, but when I was little, I cut my finger off. And so I have a nub finger and I can't quite reach the octave. So in that instance, they would be correct in saying, I can't do it with my thumb and my pinky. And so maybe they even have to get a a tool or a I don't know, some kind of mechanics that you put on your hand to reach that octave. I'm sure there's something that you could do to figure it out. But most of the time when we use the word can't, it's just a lie. So watch how you use it. I'd like to just replace can't with choose not to or choose to. And when we shift the responsibility back to ourselves and acknowledge that we do have the power to make different choices, even if we keep that same choice, it just is a little bit more empowering than saying you can't. Okay, now I'm going to switch gears a little bit and talk about the word enough. E-N-O-U-G-H. This is an adverb. It's a determiner that is used to indicate whether something or someone is satisfactory or to the degree or extent that would be satisfactory. It denotes an adequate quantity or quality or a sufficient amount or degree. So, in other words, enough means as much or as many as required. So, someone might say, I have had enough to eat, or... There is enough time to finish the project. So that's a satisfactory amount of time or satisfactory or sufficient amount. So how I see this happening, especially this week, oh my word, it's been a busy week here. So many people are coming in and the general feeling I get from a lot of people this time of year is that they are not enough. Their offerings that they are giving to their family or friends are not enough. Their time is not enough. There's not enough time. They're busy. They're hustle and bustle. It's just, you know, I don't have the house as decorated as I would like. I don't have the cute gift wrap that I would like or my neighbors do these neighbor gifts and I don't have the gifts. And oh my gosh, I didn't get the pictures done that I would like. And there's all these little things that add up to if I would have been able to do it all and the way I like to do it, then I would be enough. And I just want to say, stop it. You are enough. There's nothing that you can do more to make yourself More, enough. You are enough just as you are. And nothing that you don't do or do will take that away. You're just enough right now. And I bet you the world won't end if you don't give those neighbor gifts, if you didn't get all the cards out, if you didn't do the cute wrapping, if you didn't put the bows on, whatever. Sometimes you do, and you know what? Years are just different, right? Some years we do it all, and some years we do minimal, and some years... And this goes back to the choice. It's not that you can't, but maybe just choose. Choose to, you know what? I'm going to choose this year to minimalize my life and not do neighbor gifts. I could do them, but it's not that I can't, And, and that's what we... When we say, I can't do neighbor gifts, then it makes us feel a little insufficient or that we're not enough. But if you say, you know what? I'm going to choose to minimalize my life. My neighbors know I love them. And you know what? We all take turns not giving each other gifts or giving each other gifts. It's okay one year or whatever. It's okay any year to not do neighbor gifts. You're still enough. And I want to speak to those of you who are going through some transition in your life right now. You have been fighting cancer, or you have kids that are moving out to college, or moving out period, or you are in the middle of a divorce, or this is your first year without a loved one, or you've just lost a job, or you're in retirement, or something has happened your husband or kid left the faith or maybe your spouse is really sick and has an autoimmune disease or something big is going on. And this time of year, it might feel like it's not satisfactory or your life is not satisfactory or you're not satisfactory or you're not enough. Your life is not enough. Your spouse is not enough. And I just want to remind you That's not true. It's a big fat lie. Everyone's enough. They're enough. You're enough. Your situation might be a lot. And that's where we have to say no. Don't use the word can't. Use the word I choose this year. I'm being really intentional how I choose my time because if I was someone going through a divorce, I only get my kids every other week or I don't see my kids on a holiday well, then you might choose very intentionally to spend your time different than myself who isn't getting divorced. And, you know, I have every week to spend with my kids, so I'm okay to go and do something with friends. But you want to spend that quality time with your kids, so you might make different choices. Don't say, I can't. Say, I am going to choose to be with my kids this week. But thanks for inviting me. Be intentional. Be very conscious how you use your words and you'll see your life change by taking your power back. Can't is a powerless word. You're not enough is powerless. Don't be powerless. So that's where that word can't and enough kind of go hand in hand. And I just have seen so much of this. And it's just human. You don't have to feel bad for feeling that you're not enough or that you use the word can't. But I just want to bring it to your attention that the way that you talk about yourself and you talk about yourself to yourself or you talk about yourself to other people is the way that you think about yourself. So if we are enough, right, then then we feel adequate. We feel a sense of satisfaction or fulfillment when we struggle with our mental health we experience feelings of inadequacy or self-doubt or a sense that our efforts or contributions are not sufficient or not good you know they're not quite up to par and that can lead to issues like self, low self-esteem anxiety or depression and here's the thing The low self-esteem, anxiety, or depression didn't come from you not giving Christmas cards or you not wrapping the presents right or you not having enough presents under the tree. It doesn't come from your circumstances. It doesn't come from that. It comes from you thinking to yourself that you didn't do it right or you didn't do the right amount or you didn't do enough and then you don't feel enough. Isn't that crazy? It doesn't come from the thing. It comes from your thoughts. So it's the 21st. You've bought enough. Just be done. If you if your kids don't have the one thing under the tree or in their stocking or or your friend doesn't get that present, they don't know what they're missing, what you had in mind. So it's okay. Just call it good. And this goes back to our last episode of saying no. Christmas can be exhausting for people. And there's so many people that have a lot of loss around this holiday. They're missing loved ones or it was a hard time or something. And so then on top of the hard time that they're having, just getting through this time period, they feel like that they're not providing or giving enough. When we say yes to everyone else and don't say no, that is also saying that we're not enough, right? I have to do more or give more in order to be enough. Regarding thinking that your offerings or presents are not enough, or maybe the salad that you make or the food that you bring, it's not very good, or please, that that lack of confidence in your abilities, accomplishments, or contributions is not helpful to you. We have to begin to Acknowledge our strengths and understand that our efforts are valuable, even if they may not meet ours or someone else's expectations. It's okay. Cultivate a realistic perspective, fostering self compassion. How this shows up is when you give your gift, do not say, oh, it's just a little something or it's just nothing oh, I feel bad. Mine's not as good as yours. Nothing like that. You give that gift or you give of yourself with pleasure, with confidence. This is what I did this year. And maybe it's nothing. You don't have to apologize to anyone or, but if you're going to talk about it to yourself or to anyone else, this is just how it is. And these are the choices that I made. I'm not going to use the word can't. I'm not going to, I can't afford to get you a better gift. No, no, no. I chose this gift because I knew your personality or I chose this gift for what, and you can say whatever reason, but don't diminish your gifts or parts of you by saying I can't or it's not enough. Please practice using your words differently this year. That's all. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) just watch your words. Practice using them a little differently. No apologies unless you did something wrong. If you are at someone's house and you're throwing the ball around and you break the favorite hundred-year vase, please say sorry. That was a mistake and that's wrong that the vase broke. But if you're not doing anything wrong, you don't need to apologize. Okay maybe someone's asking you to stay at their house, like the decision that you're making and stick with it. I mean, and you can always change your mind and then like that decision, but don't apologize for your choices. Make your choice. I'm not apologizing for not turning around and tying your shoe so we get an accident. I'm saying, I prefer to live, so I'll tie your shoe at the next stop or I'll tie your shoe when we get home. I'm not going to apologize for making a decision that is not wrong. So same idea. Don't apologize for things. Oh, here's another good one. If you're in any service career and, you know, like a hairdresser, nail technician, eyebrows, I mean, even therapists, like any service, anything, and someone calls you and says, hey, I need to get in because my nails or my hair need to be done before Christmas You've already worked what you want to work or you only work until five and there's no spots. You don't need to say, I am so sorry, but you can say, I can fit you in January something or I can give you another name, but I don't have any availability. I don't think we need to apologize for doing things that we are not doing wrong. Another where, another time that we a lot of times say sorry is we're in the grocery store. And we're pushing our cart and we turn the corner and that person is right there and we almost hit him and then everyone says, oh, I'm sorry, excuse me. Just say, excuse me, excuse me. We don't need to apologize. No one did anything wrong, right? We're just pushing our carts and we did a little dance that happens all the time. It's okay if you say sorry. It's not like it's a bad thing. I'm just trying to get you to be more conscious of how you use your words and why you use your words. Someone I was with tonight, we were taking a picture, and she said, oh, I'm going to make this picture so ugly. I'm turning this picture really ugly because I'm in it. That doesn't make anyone in the whole crowd feel good about anything. (laughs) Why would we say that negative thing about ourselves? And we don't need to say negative things about ourselves. So now I'm just going on a rant. I was just going to talk about the word can't and enough, but now I'm just going off. Please just don't say negative things about yourself. If you can't say something nice, then don't say it. And if you can't think something nice, then certainly don't say what you're thinking. If you have to think it, then take it to a therapist and try to do some thought work on it. But don't share your negative thoughts that you're ugly or you're fat or you are this or that or you're not doing enough or you're not, you didn't get the most expensive thing or my gifts are just a little of this and they're homemade and they're not that great. Uh Uh-uh. Do not apologize. Homemade gifts can be the best treasure ever. And small gifts and maybe even just letters are so precious to people. In fact, if you want to try another fun exercise, if you identify yourself as ugly or fat or not good enough, or someone people don't like, or someone that can't bake, or someone that has a bad habit, or someone that is anxious, that's the story you're telling in your head. Try flipping it and thinking the opposite. And it doesn't have to be complete opposite. So Maybe you don't say, I'm a gorgeous supermodel, but maybe you say, what's a different way that you can identify yourself with? Something that I found is really helpful is I used to call myself a procrastinator all the time. Oh, I'm such a procrastinator. I'm always late. If instead I think, you know, this time I was late or sometimes I am late and then I don't identify myself as the procrastinator then i find myself even just with that little shift oh i'm i'm not always a procrastinator just this time i was and so then i'm not always that person either so then i become the highest version of myself and then i'm not creating drama for other people either they don't have to tell me oh no you're not a procrastinator oh i am too oh you're not ugly don't create drama for people to compliment you You need to know that for yourself. That's your responsibility. It's no one else's job to make you feel better. It's your job to make you feel better. So start saying positive things about yourself. So anyway, I'm kind of going off on a rant. And it's Christmas time. I want everyone in in holiday time. I guess not everyone celebrates Christmas. So if you celebrate Christmas, Merry Christmas. If you celebrate another holiday, Happy Holidays. And remember that we want to be intentional about our words. So I choose instead of can't. And you are enough. You bought enough. You've given enough. And so you're enough. And then also just piggybacking on that, don't say negative things about yourself or anyone else. And I think that you'll overall be a happier person. And that is my TED Talk for today. (laughs) Anyway, uh, thanks for joining me, and we will see you next time. Happy holidays. Thank you for joining me today on You Might Relate. I hope this topic brought understanding and insight. And if you can relate to something in today's episode, subscribe and leave a review. I would love, love, love to hear your thoughts. Also, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at You Might Relate podcast. And be sure to share this episode with your friends. The more understanding we create, the better we are as humans. You are in charge of your day, so go make it a good one. Catch you next time.